All right, guys, what's going on? This is Carlos, CEO of GAR Capital. Welcome back aboard to the GAR Capital podcast. I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me again. The last episode was a fun one. Uh, why we're bullish, why we're still bullish, part three. Hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. It was very fun to make it. We did a poll on Instagram talking about what's the next subject going to be. Uh, the reason I ask is because this is a podcast for you. This is your podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about what you want to talk about in terms of economics, the markets, pretty much any subject dealing with that is what we want to talk about, obviously. So welcome aboard. Thank you for all who voted. Uh, the metaverse was the one that won it. Uh, the, the subject, let's say, just call it that. What is the metaverse, the future of the metaverse, and in terms of economics, what will change? So a lot of this is just really my opinion for the most part. Um, we're going to kind of walk you through it on what kind of what I see the vision of the metaverse will be. Again, I'm talking about 10 to 15 years down the line, how the world and life will change for all of us. Uh, so granted, I'm 36 years old. I just turned 36 years old. By that time, I'll probably be near my 50s uh, by that time, but it's very exciting to look forward to. So without further ado, let's talk about the metaverse and the future of our economy with it. Thanks again. All right, GAR Capital, back at it. Let's rock and roll. What is the metaverse first and foremost? Let's go ahead and talk about it. So I'm going to kind of give you some facts and then kind of where my perspective is moving forward, kind of the vision I see, what's changing uh, in regards to the metaverse and the economy. So before I begin, I want to talk about the metaverse, not in terms of the, uh, the company name for Facebook. Metaverse, I'm going to kind of make it as the totality, the metaverse and a virtual world. Let's kind of keep it that way, just so we don't confuse people. We'll say virtual metaverse and virtual world interchangeably, they mean the same thing, okay? So what is the metaverse? This is from an article from USA Today, uh, talking about, uh, this was done November 15, 2021. Uh, what is the metaverse? That's basically what they're talking about. Uh, metaverse explain what is it, yada, yada. So this is from USA Today. Uh, you could feel free to Google it if you like to take a look at it. So let's go ahead and go over the definition. What is the metaverse? Uh, quote, it is a combination of multiple elements of technology, including virtual reality, augmented reality, and video where users, quote, live within a digital universe. Supporters of the metaverse envision its users working, playing, and staying connected with friends through everything from concerts and conferences to virtual trips around the world. Quote, right now we're on the cusp of the next internet, end quote, said Matthew Ball, managing partner of venture firm, venture a capital firm, Epelion Industries, in a February 2021 essay on his website. So what's next? What, when can we ex expect to see it? Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of the newly named Meta, formerly Facebook, estimates it could take five to 10 years before the key features of the metaverse become mainstream. But aspects of the metaverse currently exist. Ultra-fast broadband speeds, virtual reality headsets, and persistent always online worlds are already up running, even though they may not be accessible to all. So let's kind of uh, go over the first step, which is what are some examples of it? So here's a look at what's happening today that could lead to the metaverse of tomorrow. This is from the article, uh, Meta. Uh, the giant, formerly known as Facebook, has already made significant investments in virtual reality, including the 2014 acquisition of Oculus. Meta envisions a virtual world, excuse me, where digital avatars connect through work, travel, or entertainment using VR headsets. Zuckerberg has been bullish on the metaverse, believing it could replace the internet as we know it. Quote, the next platform and medium will be even more immersive and embodied internet where you're the, in the experience, not just looking at it. And we call this the metaverse said Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg last month after revealing the company's rebranding. 
just a disclaimer, I do own shares of Facebook, uh, formerly now known as Metaverse. Just want to give you that heads up. Uh, this is from Microsoft, which I also own shares as a disclaimer. The software giant has already used holograms and is developing mixed and extended reality XR applications with its Microsoft Mesh platform, which combined the real-world augmented reality and virtual reality. Early this month, Microsoft showed off its plans for bringing mixed reality, including holograms and virtual avatars, to Microsoft Teams in 2022. Also in the works for next year, explorable 3D virtual connected spaces for all retail workplaces. The U.S. Army is currently working with Microsoft on an augmented reality HoloLens 2 headset for soldiers to train, rehearse, and fight in. Beyond that, Xbox Live already connects millions of video gamers across the globe as well. Next is Epic Games. I do not own shares of Epic Games. I don't even know if it's a, if it's a public company, to be honest with you. Tim Sweeney, the CEO of the company that developed Fortnite, has said, quote, it's no secret that Epic is invested in building the metaverse, end quote. It held concerts by the like of Ariana Grande, Travis Scott, movie trailers, music debuts, and even, quote, immersive reimagining of, Martin, of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s 1963 historic, quote, I have a dream speech. Uh, in its developing uh, photorealistic digital humans with its metahuman creator, which could be how you customize your digital doppelganger, meaning your avatar, in future open world games. So there you go. Uh, that's a couple, one more company I have to read about, uh, write about here, read about, uh, this is Roblox. Uh, I do own shares of Roblox as a disclaimer. Uh, the platform founded in 2004 houses scores of user generated games, including role-playing offerings like Bloxburg and Brookhaven, where users can build homes, work and play out scenarios. Roblox is now valued more than $45 billion after going public this year. On the day of its IPO in March, Roblox founder and CEO, Dave Bazuski, I'm going to butcher that name tweeted a, a thank you to all of those who helped bring his platform, quote, one step closer to fulfilling our version of the hashtag metaverse, end quote. Since then, Roblox has teamed up with skateboarding shoe company Vans to create Vans World, a virtual skating park where players can dress up in fresh Vans gear and opened a limited Gucci garden where you can try and buy clothing and accessorize your virtual self. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, one more here, Minecraft, another virtual universe beloved by kids. The Microsoft-owned Minecraft, so I guess we do own Minecraft, is essentially the digital equivalent of Legos, where players can create their own digital character and build whatever they desire. As of August, Minecraft boasts more than 140 million monthly active users. During the pandemic, it has exploded the popularity among kids who had to rely more heavily on virtual connections. Uh, let's see, some other lesser-known companies have launched their own online worlds. The online fantasy world Second Life, founded in 2003, is in its second decade of an alternate reality. Pretty cool. And then there's also one more, uh, two more things here from the article I'll read to you. This is from USA Today. The online haven, quote, nowhere has persistent and temporary virtual spaces for public or private use to hold concerts, festivals, reunions, and conferences. The Windmill Factory, the New York production company, which began developing the platform more than a year ago, has done projects for Lady Gaga and Nine Inch Nails. The, quote, Sensorium Galaxy, uh, earlier this year, opened its first two, uh, two of its first planned galaxy of various connected online worlds to explore with VR headsets or desktop computers. Prism, the first to open, involves music, virtual DJs, bands play, for instance, instance in futuristic landscapes. Very cool article from USA Today regarding the metaverse. So again, I just kind of wanted to give you a background on what some of the companies are doing. So 
I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a background on why I want to talk about this. So I was having a conversation with my team. As you know, we all work remote. We're in different parts of the country. So again, what we do is mostly talk uh, through GoToMeeting, uh, WhatsApp, or uh, Discord, where we kind of hear each other speak. Uh, pretty rare do we do any video conferencing unless it's a FaceTime for the most part. So even though we're very, very much apart in terms of the, the distance from each other in, t- in terms of the country, we can still be uh, communicating on an everyday basis. So I was actually having a conversation and we were talking about inflation, inflation and economics here more and so forth. And then I mentioned to the guys and I, the staff and I said to them, you know what I'm really worried about in the future? And they said, what? I said, I'm worried about deflation down the line. They're like deflation. And I said, yeah, we're changing. The world is changing. Uh, whether we like it or not, whether we accept it or not, that's progress. Progress changes whether you agree with it or not. It just happens. Uh, technology has come a long way. I don't think I need to be explaining that to you guys. But again, the metaverse is the part of what I'm looking at in terms of deflation. And what do I mean by deflation? We're not going to have demands for goods and services that you know of today. Uh, you know, gas stations, bars, clubs, restaurants, airports. Uh, rental cars, driving, highways, the demand is not going to be there the way we have it today. Since more than likely in about 10 to 15 years, guys, we're going to be living in a virtual world. That's a fact. Metaverse, we'll call the metaverse, virtual world, whatever you want. So what I'm going to do is kind of explain how the economics of that is how it's going to work and how we've already been trained in a sense, kind of preparing ourselves for the metaverse. So what I want you to do as of this recording, I want you to just walk with me. Pretend that you're seeing what I'm seeing. I'm going to describe to you exactly how the metaverse in my mind will look. So the metaverse will be very simple. If you want to join this this virtual world, you'll get a headset. Let's just say the Oculus 2. I own it. I barely use it. It's pretty cool. But at the end of the day, you know, the battery life isn't the best. So I'm more of a PS5 guy with my staff and I play with my friends. So walk with me here. Imagine you put on this headset. And your buddy hits you up on your cell phone technology (laughs) and says, Hey, do you want to hang out at this, at this bar near the empire state building? And they both live in California. Sure, man. Why not put on the headset on boom. And while you're in the headset, your digital avatar will show who you are and the digital avatar. You can create however you want. Again, you can change them to be taller. You can change them to be more muscular more tattoos, for example, a piercing, uh, certain glass, sunglasses, certain fashion. Think about how fashion influences everything we really do in a sense, guys, in a weird way is to impress others, whether you say so or not. It's just a reality. If you buy certain clothes, a watch, a car, it's because you want to be seen and you want this clothing or these items to represent the expression of who you are. And that's style, that's fashion. I mean, It's kind of how our ad-driven society is, or economic society is, is that, you know, the love of goods kind of pushes us, the consumption of goods, more, newest technology, anything that's better than my neighbor to show off. I mean, if if we didn't care about showing off, guys, we'd be driving the same car, we would be wearing the same exact clothes, and we'd be watching the same stuff and liking the same things. Uh, And that's kind of boring, isn't it? Everyone has their own style, their own personality. And fashion gives you that outlet, music gives you that outlet, movies give you that outlet, tattoos uh, give you that outlet. Maybe your car uh, gives you that outlet, that, that representation of who you are. Sometimes the technology you carry, you know, in a sense, kind of represents who you are too. You know, some people I've heard say, I'm team Android, I'm team Apple. Personally, I'm team Apple because I'm all about Apple products. 
I really don't buy it for anyone else just for the fact that it's very easy to use and I like it. But for some, you know, it's more of a status symbol, having the newest iPhone, right? Uh, we look at it this uh, in in real real life now with, um, you know, diamonds, you know, in these high-end products, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Balenciaga, you know, they're the exact same kind of clothing, obviously a little higher quality and or Nikes and Jordans in a sense, but are they really anything different than what we know of and that you can get at any other store? But it's the branding. It, it stands out wearing, you know, retro Jordans, wearing a gold Rolex, wearing uh, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Balenciaga, wearing a new era Yankees hat uh, sort of thing, maybe a, a necklace with a cross on it in gold. Again, these are just things that represent you in a sense, but in your mind, in a way, that's your avatar. You are your avatar. So when you actually boot up into this VR world or the metaverse, you can customize your avatar how you want, how you want them to look, um, how you want them to dress, how you want them to act. Uh, but again, you'll be acting that way. But uh, we do that already, in a sense, uh, with the clothing and the choices that we make in this capitalistic society that we live in. You know, again, very ad-driven, all about newish, best, wear this, you deserve that, buy this car, makes you look like, makes you look cool. Uh, you know, whiter teeth with this, with this toothbrush. We're already conditioned in our sense to look outside ourselves to also, not in a sense, in an in a oddly way, conform, but yet rebel at the same time. We want to be accepted, but yet we want to be different. That's just the human element. And this will extend to the metaverse. Now, now, keep in mind with the metaverse, guys, it doesn't have the same laws of physics in a virtual world the way we live it here, right? So again, time and space and all that stuff, that changes in the, meta, uh, in the metaverse or the virtual world. So again, you can literally do anything you want in that virtual world because technically it's not real. But again, you get what you want, right? You, you dress how you want, you do what you want. So you and your buddy are talking and snap of a finger, press of a button, you are now in front of the Empire State Building having a cold drink with your good buddy who you haven't spoken to in a couple of the days. And you're just literally face-to-face -face with his avatar speaking, sharing jokes, talking about uh, different ideas. You know, you may not be drinking anything. Maybe you are drinking in real life. Maybe you have the drink next to you while you have the headset on. And I'm pretty sure at this time, headsets will be a little uh, more compact, more accessible, maybe easier for those with glasses. Me, I wear glasses. So maybe that technology will change, sure. but It'll be so seamless from what you are currently living to what you will be doing in the virtual world. Let's say you've always wanted to fly. Maybe you can in the metaverse where you'll have Superman-like powers of flying. Uh, now you're probably saying to yourself, Carlos, yeah, we get it. It's a virtual world. You can do whatever you want. How does that change economically? Well, think about it. The more individuals that join the metaverse and why would you want to travel on a plane to visit certain countries when you could do it from the comfort of your home? or drive to the nearest restaurant, or drive to the nearest, uh, the nearest bar, or wherever, or to watch the game, you know, to watch the game at a bar. Why would you do that? Well, Carlos, the camaraderie, your people are there, it's real. Yeah, but you gotta get in your car, you gotta pay for it, you know, I mean, there's maybe not any chairs, you don't have a reservation, maybe they don't have the UFC fight you wanna watch. That sounds like a pain, right, Carlos? Right? That sounds like a pain? Well, yeah, it is, so imagine, you get five of your boys, you buy one pay-per-view to watch a, a boxer, a boxing fight, or a UFC fight, and you guys can share it together. In a sense, we have that with Netflix already, where you can share shows uh, remotely. But imagine doing this at a concert. Imagine doing this at a movie. 
uh, or a of watching a, a sporting event, but you all can watch it on the comfort of your virtual world couch or your virtual world home or your metaverse theater, home theater. And you could enjoy still the camaraderie. Granted, it's virtually, but you can still hear them. You can still talk to them. At the end of the day, how many people were against the telephone when it first came out? You know, oh, well, I'd rather just see the person and talk to them. Well, maybe that's not the most practical idea. Maybe just making a phone call. And even a phone call has become too strenuous for us. How many of us still text? You know, hey, don't call me. Don't leave a voicemail. Just text me. Guilty. Me. I'm Mr. Texter. I'm Mr. Email. That's just the easiest way to get to me. On the phone, I really don't speak on the phone much, uh, just in general. So, again, as technology changes, you could see the progression from the Pony Express mail service to telephones to email through text and now we're going to have metaverse so in the metaverse you can literally pretty much do what you like in the comfort of your home so i think about that and i say well why would you want to leave the home to do anything in a sense i thought about that and i said wow COVID has really conditioned us to be where we are now remote working speaking to colleagues remotely you know via camera isn't that in a sense a virtual world guys is that the same thing Look at, think of Instagram. How many people do you know put a lot of filters on their photos that looks really nothing like them, right? You see that all the time. Or when you see people who put pictures of their bodies, that's literally the best version of themselves. That's not them every day. So again, there's filtering involved. There's airbrushing involved. There's, uh, you know, we've seen that with, with fitness magazines where all that is airbrushed and Photoshopped. What is the difference between that? It's what we see that fools our eyes than the digital avatar will have in the virtual world. Really nothing, except you don't have to go through that hassle. You can create yourself at the perfect way that you want to look. We do that already with Instagram, Facebook, that everything we post in a sense, guys, online is literally the best versions of ourselves. You know, you post a picture of you traveling. Well, you don't travel every day, but that day you did. Again, in a sense, our social media lives are in a sense a, a, a beginning of an avatar to represent us. You know, Chris Rock once said this really funny joke. He said, when you go on a date, you don't, on a first date, you don't meet the person. You meet their representative. You meet the best of that person. And it's so true. You want to be on your best behavior, whether it's a job interview, a first date, or meeting your in-laws. You just kind of want to be at your peak. Maybe, you know, you work out a little more right before you meet them or before your wedding, for example, or graduation. You work out a little more. You watch what you eat. If you're, if you're a woman, maybe you put a little more makeup on than usual, you know, just to kind of hide any flaws you may think you have. I mean, what's different? What's different with that? It's the same thing, except we're used to a real life avatar that we create for ourselves in a sense, kind of a mask. And then we have the digital avatar, which you can literally change in seconds. And everyone knows it's a digital avatar. There is no faking it. Yes, that may not look exactly like you, but it's a representation of you. How is that any different from how you dress today and the things that you buy today to represent who you are today? the same exact thing except the ones online so that kind of already is set us up for a change in our attitudes and behaviors towards the digital world but keep this in mind as we start getting deeper and deeper into this digital world we become accustomed to it and point and at a point we'll become dependent on it we are dependent on technology whether you agree or not we just are and it's something to really think about because the more we get into the metaverse we'll become more distant Yet, have we noticed with the internet, guys, the more connected we are, the more distant we are, right? It's kind of an oxymoron there, kind of a, a weird thing to say. But the simple fact that, sure, we can contact each other. We can talk to each other virtually, remotely, whatever.
but you know, when was the last time that face to face that right that's kind of gone away you know how many friends do you have on instagram that you've never met on person or friends that you really like on twitter and you've never met these people think about how the changes happened you meet people online and date them with different apps like a tinder or a bumble or or okcupid or a match or something like that right those things have changed the way dating is you can literally in a sense almost kind of process of elimination of anyone you want to meet you know it's it's, it's a let's be real, it's a time saver. You're like, no, I don't want her. I don't want him. And you just keep swiping until you find the right person. And then you connect, right? How much time does that save? How many first dates does that save from your friend's friend's neighbor who thinks you're attractive? And then you meet, you don't like her, you don't like him. And again, it becomes awkward here. It's already streamlined the process where, hey, you know, I'm just going to match the people I want to match up with. And if you notice now, if you go on your Instagram app and your Facebook app, Anything almost that you say will pop up on your phone as an ad because social media has these social media companies have already established that people work in patterns and what they want to do is based on an algorithm is keep giving you what you want. Let's say you're really into cars. Let's say you're into Japanese cars, uh, you know, sport compact cars, you know, think of Fast and Furious in the 90s. Uh, those you're going to only get those kind of articles, those kind of pictures, those kind of blogs, those kind of ads that deal with parts, apparel, the cars. Again, you're not gonna be seeing a lot of fishing ads in those things unless you've visited a fishing website or have shopped for a reel, for example. But again, if you start liking a lot of photos that are these Japanese cars, guess what's gonna come more on your feed? Same thing in the Brandiverse. Again, it's conditioning you to start getting used to liking what you like, only uh, viewing what you wanna view, only focused on what you've purchased before or thinking about purchasing or have even said of purchasing down the line. The metaverse will still kind of, or the virtual world will kind of have those things as well, but it'll be in a virtual sense where your avatar, you can literally buy your own home on, on the virtual world where you can sleep in, you can be in, you can invite friends over. I can give you an example here. The same thing as The Sims. This is the same thing as uh, Grand Theft Auto Online, which is, you know, you can literally buy a penthouse in a casino and gamble virtual money in the casino. And if you ever run out of money, you can literally buy money with real dollars on your on your console, GTA funny money, right? And then boom, you're right there and you can keep playing. You know, this is why Robux are so are, are so uh, uh, so in demand. Uh, again, they, they make nothing. It's, it's not even tangible. It's virtual, but they make real money giving you points to buy shit on this uh, virtual world that's not real, but you make it real with your avatar and your life. So again, the definition of really real is what your brain senses is, in a sense, actual, factual, that you can grasp, right? But if we kind of twist that into the virtual world, is it still real? Does it get to the point, does reality sink in, where you lose reality and gain a reality in the virtual world? Think about this. Does your avatar ever die? Does your avatar live on without you? Does your avatar have its own AI based on you? That remains to be seen. So again, a lot of interesting things uh, on the metaverse and kind of comparing of how we're being conditioned already to get started, how social media has conditioned us, the internet has conditioned us. We've had this since the 90s, the advent of the internet with chat rooms, you know, where you just will become someone you're not. You know, that's your the beginning of an avatar in a, in a weird sense. Video games has already conditioned us for avatars like we talked about with Fortnite, Roblox, and what have you. So, I mean, it's a very interesting thing to talk about. It's exciting to happen. I, I, I'm pretty excited to see it. But now let's go ahead and pivot towards the economic side 
and why I still think deflation is coming. So like I said before, you're meeting with your friend for a drink uh, at the Empire State on the Metaverse virtual world. Again, there really isn't a need to go to this bar, this restaurant, the movie theater, when you can just stream it. We've saw this already with HBO, where they were streaming new movies on HBO Max in your house. I literally saw the James Bond movie, the new one. I didn't go to the theater. I watched it in my house, in my, my bedroom, and it was great. I didn't have to go to the theater. I like the theater. Don't get me wrong. I do. But think about it now. Accessibility is the best, man. To have the movie, the brand new feature presentation movie that you know I don't have to wait in line, buy tickets. I can just watch in the comfort of my home. I have my own food, my own snacks that I want to eat. I can pause it. I can watch the rest tomorrow. But if I go to the movie theater, I, you know, I have, I, I, you know, depends on the movie theater. The chairs are uncomfortable if I don't like them. The food sucks. It's pretty far. I don't live really close to the theater. I have to wait in line. I have to buy this. And that, right? Does that sound like kind of like a pain? Again, I like the movie theater. So don't get me wrong. I'm just saying the other side of it. But if you can do this at home, right? I mean, at the end of the day, not every sporting event was on television. NBA was on tape delay till the 80s. So imagine that you'd have to literally look at, at the scores on the newspaper. I mean, who the hell reads a newspaper anymore? Everything's on tablet or your phone. So again, sports have changed as well, but again, with progress. So if you think about it, you don't have to go to the sporting event to get the live scores. You could just watch it on TV. So imagine watching sporting events with your buddies or maybe playing poker with your buddies on the metaverse. Hmm, interesting. That, that's going to, in a sense, remove the barriers of bringing people closer because now you can literally be right next to them in a sense, virtually. You can be with your cousins and your buddies. Thanks, I don't think Thanksgiving meals will ever be replaced, but it can. Maybe for somebody who can't be there, maybe they can just instantaneously be in the virtual Thanksgiving with their family from overseas. Pretty interesting stuff. But how that changes the economics uh, of the world with the metaverse is that, like I said with the movie, movie example, is that now the demands are good or services are gonna fall. I mean, you're more than likely not going to buy the clothes you use to impress others. You're more than likely going to buy clothes for your avatar digitally because that's all you've been doing lately. Or maybe you're working digitally on the, on the metaverse and you want your metaverse person to look better than you because you haven't left your house because you've been working on your metaverse person. So we get absorbed here. So imagine uh, if that's the case, why would you need a car? You're not going to drive anywhere if that's the case. Or maybe you don't need that much gas. Prices go down based on supply and demand uh airline travel is going to be extremely cheap because of the oil prices and the jet fuel prices going down so while everyone the rest of the people are going into the digital world maybe you are still into the real life world and want to travel on a cheap dime you can go travel to asia half price what you pay now because they don't have a demand they need to fill the seats because everyone's going to china or japan on their metaverse on their avatar you know hotels are going to be cheaper you know, we're going to change from a service economy to now a digitized network economy that's going to be just based on cloud, semiconductors pushing. So cloud will be more of the, the traffic, in a sense, kind of keeping things together. The, the chips, the, the, the semiconductors will be the ones providing the power. And then you have the media companies that are going to regulate or kind of keep things in check. So you're in the metaverse now. You can, you can literally just do what you want to do. You don't have to do things out of societal pressure. Maybe you don't like going to church. Maybe you don't like going to a certain restaurant or restaurants with your family. Maybe you just don't like sitting in traffic. You could just be in the metaverse and stay away from those things. And what's great about it as well, or meetings as well, maybe you don't want to be in a corporate meeting. I don't blame you. But what's, what's paramount here to see 
in terms of the metaverse is that people are going to be absorbed in it. And again, the more absorption and the more adoption, the more connectivity we have, the more it's metaverse can have its own economy where its own commerce happens, where everything's based on just the avatar and you creating your avatar and living in this virtual space. Now, another thing in a societal factor, I believe crime will fall drastically because you can't really have crime in a metaverse, I guess only hacking, but violent crimes, you can literally just block someone you don't like, right? Or bullying or cyberbullying or violent stuff to you. I mean, you can't get hurt in the metaverse universe because it's not real, right? You're not going to feel pain, hopefully. So uh, as, as people are out, you know, doing different things, I think crime will come down as well. And then I believe the metaverse will be the great equalizer for everybody because we're all going to live in the same kind of world with access to the same things. Now, granted, based on monetary value and things that you have, you could maybe only purchase certain many things, but doesn't mean you can't do what everyone else does. Maybe you can fly just like everyone else. Maybe you can drive this certain sports car and you're only 13 in the metaverse and you're driving like crazy or you're 65 and you really can't drive as well, but you're still driving in the metaverse having fun. In the metaverse, you can do the workshop. You can probably gamble. You can probably go travel with your buddies. You can go play poker with your buddies. You can play different games with your buddies. I mean, there's so much to do uh, in this virtual world that's going to bring about connectivity and also bring about, in a sense, productivity too, and a little bit of fun in a, a safer environment, let's just say, in a more controlled environment. Does that change society in a sense that, oh my God, we're going to be so disconnected from others. We're not going to be able to, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, evolve as a society moving forward. Well, just like anything else, guys, technology is always hated at first. And then we're always questioning it, as we should, as we're human beings. But at the end of the day... It's, an ad it's adapt or die at the end of the day. And uh, the, those who really, truly accept the metaverse for what it's going to be and what it can be, that's where I think those where the new wealth will go through. Uh, technology is the forefront of the world. I, and I don't think crude oil is the forefront of the new world. That's going to be over with decades from now, I'm sure. Um, you know, financial systems, of course, we'll still have financial systems. I totally forgot about crypto. Again, I'm pretty sure there's a crypto metaverse token. I haven't even heard of it. But again, what, another condition I missed, the condition of uh, digital coins. You know, we're into the digital world now. We're digitizing m money. And now we're going to be digitizing money as well as part of, in a sense, digitizing our reality. Really interesting stuff. But again, this will create a deflationary aspect in the world because the goods and services will not be in such demand. Now, again, if you're the type of person that loves to travel, still loves to drive, then you're going to be a happy camper because everything's going to get a lot cheaper. And you're going to get it more innovative for you. So, but if you're the type of person that wants to be part of this virtual world, 24-7, always leave it on sort of thing. Um, yeah, then you're going to be in heaven too. So it, it's a great opportunity for everyone out there to really, really research and really think about as the future comes along. And I, I for one, welcome it. And uh, I can't wait to see it. And, uh, you know, cheers to the uh, metaverse. And I hopefully when it's live and everyone's on it, I hope to see you there. And, have some fun. So we'll leave it at that, guys. That's just my opinion. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast regarding the metaverse and what I think is going to change the economy and how we're kind of already establishing it. But uh, with that being said, our next podcast will be the headwinds to the bull market. So the opposite side of it. So we're going to get back into financial stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining me again. This is Carlos Garcia, CEO of GAR Capital. Have a great one, guys, and we'll catch you next time.